This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents the magical, mythical world of J.R.R. Tolkien. Listen as the author recounts the stirring battle scenes between the forces of good and evil at Pelennor Fields. So without horn or harp or music of men's voices, the great ride into the east began which the songs of Rohan were busy for many long lives of men thereafter. From dark gun harrow in the dim morning with Thane and Captain Road Thangal Sun, to Edorassi came the ancient halls of the Mark Wardens mist enshrouded, golden timbers were in gloom mantled. Farewell he bade to his free people hearth and high seat in the hallowed places while long he had feasted ere the light faded. Forth rode the king, fear behind him, faith before him, fealty kept he. Oaths he had taken all fulfilled them. Forth rode Theoden five nights and days, east and onward rode the Erlingas, through fold and fenmarch and the Pyrian wood, six thousand spears to Sun Landing, Moonburg the mighty under Mindoloin, sea king's city in the south kingdom, foe beleaguered, fire encircled. Doom drove them on, darkness took them, horse and horsemen, hoof beats afar, sank into silence, so the songs tell us. Then, since we must look for fell deeds and the need of all our strength, said Elmer, I counsel that we rest now, and set out hence my night, and so time our going as we come upon the fields when tomorrow is as light as it will be, or when our Lord gives the signal. To this the king assented, and the captains departed. But soon Elfhorn returned. The scouts have found naught to report beyond the grey woodlord, he said, save two men only, two dead men and two dead horses. Well, said Elmer, what of it? This lord. They were errand riders of Gondor. Here gone was one, maybe. At least his hands still clasped the red arrow, but his head was hewn off. And this also, it was seen by the signs that they were fleeing westward when they fell. As I read it, they found the enemy already on the outfall, or assailing it when they returned, and that would be two nights ago, if they used fresh horses from the post, as is their wont. They could not reach the city, and they turned back. Alas, said Theoden, then Denethor has heard no news of our riding, and he will despair of our coming. Need brooks no delay, yet late is better than never, said Aomer. And mayhap in this time shall the old saw be proved truer than ever before, since men spoke with mouth. It was night, and either side of the road the hosts of Rohan was moving silently. Now the road passing about the skirts of Mindoloin turned southward. Far away and almost straight ahead there was a red glow under the black sky, and the sides of the great mountain loomed dark against it. They were drawing near the Ramas of the Palenor, but the day was not yet come. The king rode in the midst of the leading company, his household men about him. Elfhelm's Eored came next, and now Mary noticed that Darrenhelm had left his place and in the darkness was moving steadily forward until at last he was riding just in rear of the king's guard. There came a check. Mary heard voices in front speaking softly. Outriders had come back who had ventured forward almost to the wall. They came to the king. There are great fires, Lord, said one. The city is all set about with flame and the field is full of foes. But all seemed drawn off to the assault. As well as we could guess, there are few left upon the outwall, and they are heedless, busy in destruction. 
Do you remember the wild man's words, Lord, said another? I live upon the open world in days of peace. Weed Farah is my name, and to me also the air brings messages. Already the wind is turning. There comes a breath out of the south. There's a sea tang in it, faint though it be. The morning will bring new things. Above the reek it'll be dawn when you pass the wall. If you speak truly, Weed Farah, then may you live beyond this day in years of blessedness, said Theodore. He turned to the men of his household who were near. And he spoke now in a clear voice, so that many also of the riders of the first Eor had heard him. Now is the hour come, riders of the mark, sons of Eor. Foes and fire before you and your homes far behind. Yet though you fight upon an alien field, the glory is to weep there shall be your own forever. Oaths ye have taken, now fulfill them all, to lord, the land, the league of friendship. Men clashed spear upon shield. Eorna, my son, you lead the first Eorred, said Theoden. It shall go behind the king's banner in the center. Elfhelm, lead your company to the right when we pass the wall. And Grimbold shall lead his towards the left. Let the other companies behind follow these three that lead as they have chance. Strike wherever the enemy gathers. Other plans we cannot make, for we know not yet how things stand up in the field. Forth now, and fear no darkness. The leading company rode off as swiftly as they could. But it was still deep dark, whatever change Wheatfarer might forebode. Mary was riding behind Darnhelm, clutching with his left hand, while with the other he tried to loosen his sword in its sheath. He felt now bitterly the truth of the old king's words. In such a battle, what would you do, Mary Adok? Just this, he thought. Encumber a rider, and hope at best to stay in my seat and not be pounded to death by galloping hoofs. It was no more than a league to where the outwalls had stood. They soon reached them, too soon for Mary. Wild cries broke out, and there was some clash of arms, but it was brief. The orcs busy about the walls were few and amazed, and they were quickly slain or driven off. Before the ruin of the north gate in the Ramas, the king halted again. The first Eorred drew up behind him and about him on either side. Darnhelm kept close to the king, though Elfholm's company was away on the right. Grimbold's men turned aside and passed round to a great gap in the wall further eastward. Mary peered from behind Darnhelm's back. Far away, maybe ten miles or more, there was a great burning. But between it and the riders, lines of fire blazed in a vast crescent, at the nearest point less than a league distant. He could make out a little more on the dark plain, and as yet he neither saw any hope of morning, nor felt any wind, changed or unchanged. Now silently the host of Rohad moved forward into the field of Gondor, pouring in slowly but steadily like the rising tide through breaches in a dike that men have thought secure. But the mind and will of the black captain were bent wholly on the falling city, and as yet no tidings came to him, warning that his designs held any flaw. After a while the king led his men away somewhat eastward, to come between the fires of the siege and the outer fields. Still they were unchallenged, and still Theoden gave no signal. At last he halted once again. The city was now nearer, a smell of burning was in the air, and a very shadow of death. The horses were uneasy, but the king sat upon Snowmane, motionless, gazing from the agony of Minas Tirith, as if stricken suddenly by anguish or by dread. He seemed to shrink down, cowed by age. Mary himself felt as if a great weight of horror and doubt had settled on him. His heart beat slowly. Time seemed poised in uncertainty. They were too late. Too late was worse than never. Perhaps Theoden would quail, 
bow his old head, turn, shrink away to hide in the hills. Then suddenly Mary felt it at last, beyond doubt, a change. Wind was in his face. Light was glimmering. Far, far away in the south, the clouds could be dimly seen as remote grey shapes rolling up, drifting. Morning lay beyond them. But at that same moment there was a flash as if lightning had sprung from the earth beneath the city. For a searing second it stood dazzling far off in black and white, its topmost tower like a glittering needle. And then as the darkness closed again there came rolling over the fields a great boom. At that sound the bent shape of the king sprang suddenly erect. Tall and proud he seemed again. And rising in his stirrups he cried in a loud voice more clear than any there had ever heard a mortal man achieve before. Arise, arise, ride of the Felden. Fell leads await fire and slaughter. Spears shall be shaken, shield be splintered, sword day, red day, ere the sun rises. Ride now, ride now, ride to Gondor. With that he seized a great horn from Guzlaf's banner bearer, and he blew such a blast upon it that it burst asunder. And straightway all the horns in the host were lifted up in music, and the blowing of the horns of Rohan in that hour was like a storm upon a plain and the thunder in the mountains. Ride now, ride now, ride to Gondor. Suddenly the king cried to Snowmane, and the horse sprang away. Behind him his banner blew in the wind, white horse on a field of green, but he outpaced it. After him thundered the knights of his house, but he was ever before them. Elmer rode there, the white horse tail on his helm, floating in his speed, and the front of the first arrow roared like a breaker foaming to the shore, but Theoden could not be overtaken. Hey, he seemed, or the battle fury of his fathers ran like new fire in his veins. And he was borne upon snowmen like a god of old, even as Oromi the Great in the battle of the Valar when the world was young. His golden shield was uncovered, and lo, it shone like an image of the sun, and the grass flamed into green about the white feet of his steed. For morning came, morning in a wind from the sea, and darkness was removed, and the hosts of Mordor wailed, and the terror overtook them, and they fled and died, and the hoofs of wrath rode over them. And then all the host of Rohan burst into song, and they sang as they slew, for the joy of battle was on them, and the sound of their singing that was fair and terrible came even to the city. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.